Welcome, I'm Tim, this is the BS Show, on the couch with me I have a Caleb, hi, and a Curtis, oh hey, and and maybe a returning Nick, eventually, sweet, yeah, a returning Nick, if he decides to show up, if he decides, we'll just call him returning Nick, returning Nick, yeah, it's a, it's a good nickname, Really flows perfectly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I Nick think the returner. Nick the returner. <laughs> he's a football player that's only ever returned kicks. That's all he's done. <laughs> On the special teams. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Um, so, yeah, uh, the topic is going to be George Washington, just like we did Abe Lincoln, uh, because I'm a history nerd, and uh, he's the greatest president ever. Can we do more, like, I don't know, um, like presidents that are not talked about much, like Harrison or Van Buren. Or Taft. Yeah. Oh, we can talk some Taft. Yeah, we can eventually. Talk Taft. Talk Taft. Taft talk. Taft Ooh, talk. I like Taft talk more. Taft talk. Taft talk. <laughs> or who's the one that was only president for a month and then died? I thought that was Harrison. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Harrison. Is it yeah. Harrison? Yeah. He yeah. just decided, well, he, eh, it's Henry cold. Harrison? Yeah. yeah. He just like didn't wear a jacket. Yeah, he did like a three-hour speech. <laughs> yeah, and then died. Yeah, Shocking. Then died. Shocking. You freeze to death out there, dummy. Yeah. Well, at least well, we got... Re- I think we covered that subject now. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> so that one is like him in on top of George We just Washington. realized, though, I think maybe we dodged a bullet with that president because he was very stupid. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah. So we dodged a bullet, I think, America. <laughs> maybe. I'm, I'm just going Or maybe with he it. would have been the best president ever. Yeah. Maybe we wouldn't have gotten... Based on war? his ideas of personal, yeah. like, health, no. He seems pretty stupid. Well, I mean, nobody knew anything about health and wellness back then. I think people, though, were telling him, hey, you need to at least put on a scarf and some mittens or something, man. Cause it's cold. <laughs> it's a cold day in, in D.C. in January. What's funny is that's February, basically how Washington died, too. Mm. Yeah, towards the end of his... Well, he after was, his presidency. He was older, too. He was in his, what, 60s? Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty old, old back then. Yeah. That's a, they would have said he was a good old-aged man when he passed. It's true. Mm-hmm. And then Benjamin Franklin had sex with, like, the entirety of France and lived to, like, 100. So there's that. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> I think Ben Franklin and Ric Flair are related somehow, because they have the same For gene sure. where they just bang everything, uh-huh. and people love them, and they're kind of gross people. Yep. So uh, Ric Flair, Ben Franklin... Got to be related. 100%. I mean, there's stories of Ben Franklin walking around, like, the French's palace just wearing a coonskin hat. I mean, that sounds like Ric Flair Mm -hmm. with his robes. He just, oh, he'd wear a robe and then, whoo, open it up and you see way too much flair. Yeah, way too much flair. So, yeah, we're going to talk about all those things. Mm. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to start out with life updates. What's going on with you guys? Uh, well, I've got a interesting week ahead. Uh, I'm not going to go into like what's going on at the end of the week, but tomorrow, uh, or Monday when this thing drops, I'm getting my booster shot. Ooh, so, fancy. Yeah. Uh, what's interesting though about last week, I didn't know this. Uh, I thought I had put in all my PTO and I was fine. Mm-hmm. And then my manager, she's awesome. She just said, Hey, um, you have like two more days you need to schedule. Um, or you're just going to lose those vacation days. I'm like, Okay, so I'm only working like seven more days this month, and then I'm just done. Nice. Fantastic. It's really nice, and most of them are in two weeks. I work like four days that week, so that's over half right there. Nice. Yeah, it's not bad. I'm uh, kind of excited, though. Um, uh, We've got a nice trip uh, ahead of us in the near future. Um, I'll talk about that more when 
it happens. But uh, also, uh, last night, my family, we all decided to, well, not all of us, but a, a large group decided to go to uh, Wild Lights at the zoo. Mm. Tons of fun. My parents are a little older, but like my dad, he's almost 80, and he's just out walking everyone, just bombing past all of us. Hey, we got the returner we here. We got Nick the returner here. Yes, the returner. That's just your name from now on, I think. That's fine. Okay, the we'll, return. We'll live with it. It's not bad, in my opinion. It's, it cool would make it. people ask questions. It's almost as cool as like The Undertaker, but you know, not quite. That's tough to beat. I know. That's true. I mean, <laughs> sure. with the returner, you could just be like a FedEx guy. That's true. <laughs> We've decided to kick returner in the NFL. Oh, there, there we go. Yep, the guy that just comes back to the party. You could be that guy. Mm-hmm. Or yep. Karen needing to talk. Puke to and rally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Puke and rally. Oh, man, Puke and rally is a better nickname, I think. Oh crap! I don't <laughs> know if I would want that as my nickname. I, that sounds like a college nickname someone yeah. gave, like that guy. You yeah, know? that's so. true. It's just when you have like the string of names. It's just one of the ones that's in there. Mm. It's like. All of my middle names, pretty much. Yeah, so. pretty much. We uh, talked about that. Yes, we have. Uh, but uh, Zoo Lights was a ton of fun, or Wild mm. Lights, as they call it here. Um, my wife and I had a great time. Two of my sisters went. My parents really couldn't uh, recommend it anymore. Go check it out. Um, yeah, so that's that's been my week for the most part. Um, I can't think of too much else, honestly, at this point. But that's probably because my brain is severely fried. Uh, I have... I don't know, like this weird sleep issue where I'll just go a week where I average three hours of sleep. Nice. And that's yeah. happening probably the past two weeks. So, um, yeah, if you hear me snoring, folks, Drew hasn't returned. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me, uh, my body just saying, time to shut down, dummy. You, you're you not sleeping well. Yeah, I'm not sleeping well. I don't know what it is. I think from not either. So no, yeah. I think for me it's the excitement of going to New York here pretty soon. Mm. I mapped out our entire trip. Yeah, yeah. I'm one of those people where I'm like, <laughs> okay, on this day we're gonna go see Times Square, and then we go to Radio City Music Hall, and then we do this and this and this and this. And then my wife's like, that's perfect because then she doesn't have to plan anything, which <laughs> she loves. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's me right now. Nice, and Curtis. The truck drives. Hey! It's on the road. It shifts through all the gears. It's hey. Project Veneto. Nice. That's the transmission yep. they were working on. That was the transmission. I think one day you just need to explain how you work on a transmission to an idiot like me who just goes, what do you, polish it a bunch? I don't know what you do. But <laughs> <laughs> I can bring the book over. There's a book? Yeah. Yeah. Is it for dummies though? No. Transmission no. for Then see, it's going to go right over <laughs> his head. It will. Transmission for dummies. Yeah. I, I'd probably just not listen after a while. <laughs> it's mostly pictures. You might like it. Oh well, just pictures of a. Are there pop-ups? Oh, nope, no scratch pop-ups. and sniff. Damn it! Scratch. Is, it is it like the Lego instructions? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. It's like you need this piece to go here. <laughs> then you need this piece to go here. It's pretty Wait. straightforward. Hmm. Nice. Straight say anybody could do it. It's just you just got to be brave enough to do it. I am not when it comes <laughs> to a car. I mean, I can like change a tire if I need to. Um, I can air up the tires. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I can kick the tires as well. Ooh, That's all I got. I think it's just tire work. <laughs> tire work. You still pay somebody to pump your gas for you? Uh, if that was an option, I would try it once. I've never had that in my life. New Jersey. Yeah. It still requires it. Yeah, that's a really that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, like it's the only state where they have that union, right? I guess I think so. I have no idea. I'm just saying it is now, folks. You have to believe it as fact. There's no <laughs> fake news on this. Well, you're going to the podcast. East Coast here soon. You just confirm that for me. We're actually just all we're doing is staying in Manhattan. Like, I think the farthest north we might go would be the Bronx, 
and then we're not getting off Manhattan Island, though. So we're not going to go onto the Jersey side. No Queens, Staten. There's nothing to do in Staten Island, but laugh at it. But that's it. Isn't it just rich people? In Staten Island? No. That's no. like the poorest of the poor. Oh, okay. Long Island might have more richies. I have no idea. I hear they have good tea, though. I don't get it. Long Island iced tea. <laughs> I got it. I like <laughs> Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Those aren't bad. Those aren't bad. So how many weeks did it take for the transmission? Um, Right around three months. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you've been like working on it every weekend for yep. three months. Yeah, I'm really excited to have my weekends back. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Do you enjoy it? Hmm? Did you enjoy working on it? It was a project. <laughs> that, you can say no. No is an incredibly okay answer. I wouldn't say no, though. I wouldn't say yes, and I wouldn't say no. I mean, it was, you know, sometimes mm. it was I mean, interesting, engaging. Okay. Uh, I'd also, other times it was extremely frustrating and just wanted to set it on fire. I would say there's probably more satisfaction now that it's actually done and complete and it's done right. Mm. Yeah. You know, now if it didn't go right, then he'd be like, nah, the fucking thing was terrible. I don't want to do <laughs> this. I'm out. I mean, Justin and I did agree after we put it, like mounted it in the transmission, we were never pulling it out again. <laughs> Fair but enough. If there's problems, somebody else is going to handle it. Fair enough. I thought Fair you enough. would just light it on fire then. <laughs> well, the whole truck. Everything. <laughs> just put it on a raft, send it down the river and just. Oh, man. A Viking truck? funeral. Oh, Viking funeral for a, a truck? Viking That'd funeral awesome. for a truck. That would be so cool. A slight environment disaster. Don't bring up facts. <laughs> Do not bring up facts. <laughs> no, sorry. Come on. Hey, sorry. things sorry. are only bad when you get caught, all right? That's true. This is true. <laughs> but <laughs> I would also say you'd have to put, like, fireworks in the bed of the truck so they all shoot off. And mm. Mm, it yeah. makes it more glorious. Go out in a sure. blaze of glory oh, for sure. Of course. Gosh. Oh, that would be awesome. And then Santa flies over. I don't know. Just making, <laughs> just making things even more fantastical. I mean, I do kind of want to go out, like, whenever I die, be sent out in a Viking funeral. Yeah. I got Pass you. out to sea. And... I want my body just shot into space. That'd and be it, cool, too. And then the rocket explodes. That would be cool. <laughs> I don't know. There's just red mist. I don't really care what the happens to my body. It does not matter. I'll be dead. Right? I agree. Yeah. I, I want weekend at Bernie's to happen in the morning. You want that? Yeah. Why okay. not? I like that. Like <laughs> the the really crappy oh. reboot. <laughs> oh, they should. Oh, just put oh, my yeah, body in a had, catapult. Where they had like a witch doctor. or No, it was voodoo. They revived him with voodoo with a chicken. Was that the second one? Yeah, that was the second one. There was yeah. a second? I didn't even know yeah. that. Yeah. Voodoo yeah. the voodoo? Yeah. After a while, that body's got to smell. Yeah. Right? Okay. Well, what if, All right. what if you were turned into like taxidermy? Like here now it's just this person made with stuffing stuffed human yeah i, I, I imagine the skin would yeah deteriorate and, eventually yeah i mean you could cure it like you would yeah, i would things. imagine like a taxidermist would these are the questions we need to ask folks <laughs> that's true. what this podcast is for yeah i love it how do you taxiderm a human <laughs> pretty sure that gets you put on a list yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. again only if you get caught <laughs> very true i think though if you try it you get I think caught Googling it, like puts you on that list yeah, yeah probably 100 it's one of those things uh, hey nick you try it and let us know okay, <laughs> okay so you get added to I'm, <laughs> I'm not getting in the line of that fire <laughs> what else is going on curtis i mean that's the big thing uh how's your christmas shopping going what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> never heard of it i could tell just by when i said it there was a look of partial disgust partial disappointment and then partial like, how do i not kill this person right now for asking <laughs> yeah, this? like me and my family we don't really 
do Christmas like everybody else does Christmas. You guys pagans? No. Oh, well, we just it'd been cool if you were pagans. I mean, shockingly enough, my mother hasn't even put up a tree yet, but she's going through some stuff. Okay. So that's not all that surprising. Yeah. But yeah, we never, like, we kind of do the gift exchange thing, but it's not, it's not a big thing around our family. I feel like your favorite Christmas movie is probably, like, Krampus or something like that. <laughs> Krampus. <laughs> I've never actually seen Krampus. I know it. Yeah. I know what it is, though. <laughs> actually, I've never seen it. Curtis, we should just do a TV marathon of all the Supernatural Christmas episodes. Yes. Oh, dear. <laughs> That'll be our Christmas. Be How many seasons? 15? Something like that. <clears throat> so, you know. 15 well, episodes. 15 episodes. I don't think they had one every season. I'm pretty sure they did. Hmm. Ugh. No. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll move on to Nick. Nick, uh, it's been... <clears throat> A long time since you've been on. Yeah. Um, I'm going to need you to go back and look up the date of the last time I was on the podcast. <laughs> and interject that in there right here. Yeah. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> effort? I'm not putting effort no. in. No. Nah. Um, been a couple months. It's been longer than that. I don't think I've you been on the up. podcast since I officially got the meat manager position at St. Peter's, so... Oh well, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I've been that? works. <laughs> sure, blame it on somebody else. <laughs> well, for the first like four months I was there, I didn't even have a manager to work weekends, so it was kind of on me. Mm. Yeah, because you were bouncing around different stores, and then you finally <clears throat> got this position. Yep, you liking it? I do. Nice. Uh, you know, crew needed some work, but we're getting there. We're looking a lot better. Um, What's I, your favorite part of the job? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't really have a favorite part. What's your least favorite part of the job? Dealing with everyone's bullshit. There you go. <laughs> we got something out of it. <clears throat> yeah, th- that's an easy one. Um, I've had some some big kitty baby whiners on my team, so, you know, always want to bitch and complain, finally getting everyone to a decent point, but then they're also going through and they're changing a whole bunch of shit coming up at the beginning of the year, so we'll see how things go. Fun. Yeah. Corporate changes are always fun. Yep. Yay. Um, I'm glad to be through Thanksgiving holiday. It's my least favorite holiday to have to work with because it's the most difficult and complicated. Yeah, at a grocery store, I could see that. Yeah. Turkey yeah. orders are the worst. And everyone thinks turkeys are just going to be non-existent after the first three days. But then you also have the other half of people who think that they can still pick up a turkey the day of Thanksgiving and it'll be whatever exact size they want. So people <laughs> yeah, are right. dumb. Yes, they are. <laughs> Like, what are you going to do with a frozen turkey <clears throat> on the day of Thanksgiving? We didn't have any frozen turkeys, but oh. um, our assistant store director... You mean you can't 3D print turkeys? Well, I mean, <laughs> the technology's around. We just don't have it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Synthetic turkey. Right? <laughs> we call that a tofurkey? Yes. I like it. I'd try it. No. No? You? Why not? Because I hate tofu. It's gross. And it shouldn't exist. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> there goes my Christmas gift idea for you. <laughs> Lifetime supply of tofu. I would have lit it on fire. <laughs> this Okay, this has turned into the Pyro podcast. Yeah. <laughs> We're definitely going on a list now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but so, our assistant store director, when she was the meat manager over at O'Fallon last year, uh, some lady came in, like we closed at 2 o'clock on Thanksgiving Day, 
She came in at like 158 looking for a turkey. Ended up walking out with a 22-pound frozen turkey just after 2 o'clock. Like, Good. I hope you're not planning on cooking that today, and I really hope you didn't plan on frying it. I hope they did. I, <laughs> I like I when the other exact people, same thing. I hope they did. I like when other people make big mistakes, <laughs> because then we get to hear about it on the news, yep, or yep. not the Onion Reddit, or just something fun like that. <laughs> yes. Woman poisoned 34 people in her family with bad turkey. Or yep, tried yep. to deep fry it inside her kitchen. House gone. <laughs> I saw. Why do people do that? Like, that's a legit thing. People put their deep fryer in their garage and expect this to be okay. It's grease, folks. Right? No, no, no. Do it, people. Do it. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> Just go for it. Yep. The that's garage the that isn't. It's your ride, folks. But, <laughs> but yeah, out, outside is probably more ideal. I love getting into the holidays and you see like the stupidest things like text your mom and how long you should and ask her how long you should microwave a turkey or you see like someone set cardboard up in the kitchen and has their deep fryer on it they're like is this how you guys normally set up to fry your turkey I'm like wow people <laughs> wow oh, like uh, the holidays bring out the dumb in people that in politics yes <clears throat> yeah yay mm-hmm uh, anything else? Not a whole lot, man. You know, How's your Christmas shopping going? Non-existent. <laughs> I noticed, I'm gonna, I'm definitely asking Tim, but I think there's gonna be a trend here. Are you gonna ask me now? Okay, Tim. How's your Christmas shopping going? <laughs> I bought one thing. Yeah! He's in first. He's in first. Uh, because I never heard back from my parents about what my nephews want. So, uh, I guess they're getting nothing. <laughs> mm. Or you could just go get them... Like a scratcher ticket. Yeah, wait, how old are they? <laughs> like young, like thirteen. So fireworks. They would like fireworks. Money. Fire. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Here's Matches. your deep fried turkey. <laughs> Here's a bag of glass. Enjoy. <laughs> Put this in your mouth. Here's some mm-hmm. Tide Pods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'll probably just find some Legos and here you go, kids. Dude, at that age, you could just <clears throat> give them like a can of whipped cream and they'll be happy. That's true. Do they know how to do whippets yet? <laughs> <laughs> find here's, out here's some spray paint in the paper bag <laughs> yes um no i usually just get them legos so that's probably what i'll do um is there a specific type of lego you're looking for no get I them just, barbie legos okay mm. perfect the friends i think is what it's called friends is the the more girly one or is it brats that's the thing Brats? I, I don't. Those are like the one. little, I think, dolls that you could like mm-hmm. accessorize. I don't know little girl toys, hmm. mainly because I don't have a little girl it, and I'm not a little girl. I think Brats was a thing. I don't. It I was. It was. I think it was an ever early since, 2000s thing. Ever since Toys R Us died, I'm out of touch with uh, toys. Or KB toys. That's true. Rest in peace, Toys R Us. <laughs> I always liked that KB toys. Mm-hmm. KB yeah. was interesting. KB was good, but yeah. I think. I, when I walked into a KB at some point in my childhood, I realized, oh, this is kind of trashy. <laughs> I, my standards are a little higher. I prefer Toys R Us. And then I worked at Toys R Us, and I was like, I was a judgmental little prick right there. <laughs> <laughs> there was a uh, there was a KB at the mall near us, and it was always awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks like it had been trampled every day. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Black Friday was every Friday there. Yes. I am not excited about, like, the holiday season because there's more traffic. And then, like, Target always has uh, all of our city at it all the time. Yeah. <clears throat> What's wrong with that? Well, like, if I need, like, one thing from Target, there's, like, 
Karen everywhere, and I'm like, uh, it's a sea of Karen. <laughs> sea of Karen. That's when you just walk in with a machete. <laughs> yeah, you can do that at a Target, Tim. You can walk into Targets with machetes. Okay, perfect. This is my uh, what is it? My service dog. <laughs> <laughs> just put on the side of its spot. Spot. This is for my mental health. <laughs> Scaring around a giant. Machete. I think it works. Or a baseball bat. That'd be fine. Make sure there's barbed wire around it, though. That's true. Nails. And nails. Mm-hmm. Barbed wire and nails. nails in yeah. it. And barbed wire. I'm just picturing nails, barbed wire, <laughs> maybe razor machete, blades. Razor blades, all of it. <laughs> and light and put it kerosene on it and then light it on fire. <laughs> that would be the most ineffective weapon ever. I agree, but it would look amazing it would on look film cool no, for most, like thirty seconds. The most threatening right? ineffective weapon weapon ever. Yeah. Because like the mach- the whole point of machete is the sharp edge and you're just basically not making it sharp anymore by wrapping it with barbed wire and nails. So, but, all right. I don't think anyone on earth right. would mess with you though if they saw that. They'd be like, "Good God, no!" <laughs> Even true. cops would be like, "Let him flame out and just get tired, and then we'll <laughs> maybe tase him twice." Good, fantastic. I've Where's always Tim? wanted to be tased. Well, what's that? I said I've always wanted to be tased. Why? Why not? Because it sucks. Have you, Have been, you electric- been tased? I've been electrocuted. I've been electrocuted. It sucked, right? Meh. What? Then you didn't get electrocuted enough, homie. Uh, you got some tingly fingers. It's cool. I had a dead arm for like three weeks, and it would just randomly go, eh, <laughs> just twitch and yell. How, How did you, did electric- you get electrocuted? Right? Uh, like so- you lost your like use of your arm. So the first time, uh, the like first, first time, time. Yeah, there's been two times. <laughs> okay. The wow. first time was okay. uh, I was working construction one summer, and this guy that was running like the mini bulldozer, I don't know what it was called, earth mover, whatever. Bobcat. Uh, sure. If you want to get technical, <laughs> I didn't know, like they were saying, Hey, dig some of this out. Cause all I was really doing was digging all summer. So I was digging out and then I accidentally hit a wire that they had buried in there. And they're like, Oh, you shouldn't have gone that deep. I'm like, well, you didn't tell me that one wasn't as bad, but it just, that shocked mostly like my left arm. And I just felt like a, that twinge. Ah, that hurt. The second time though, was in college and my roommate and I, we were moving our, we had elevated beds. And so we were shifting one over and it took out a, uh, uh, a phone charger. And I didn't see how much of the phone charger was broken off, but it was broken off big time. So I grabbed it to pull it out and it just went and just shocked the crap out of me. Apparently the lights flickered and I didn't notice, but my arm just went dead and we were kind of laughing about it. And then we told the guys next door and they're like, yeah. The power went out on our Xbox. We didn't know what happened. And I was like, oh, it all went into my left arm. <laughs> and then, like, soon after that is when the spasms started on it, too. I was like, I don't ever want that again. So, it sucks. Now, that might have been worse than a tasing. I don't know. But, well, a tasing will put you on the ground. That put me on the ground. Well, you know. Stuff. Okay. Yeah, Still, <laughs> enough. Still want to get tased. Okay. Enjoy that one. <laughs> Enjoy that life experience. I'm also willing to get shot. Like, that's cool, too. Maybe in the with arm what? or the leg. With, with a bullet? Yeah. You've got some weird, you know, goals in life, man. My, you know, buy a house. Fall in love. Get a dog. No, I'm going to get shot and tased. Yeah. Yeah. I can do all of the above. You could, but the bullet one's not the best. I mean, you got to have a bucket list. Right. Yeah, it's going to end with you kicking the bucket if you got... Shot well, then I think it. that's a successful bucket list, list isn't it? Yeah. I mean, if you complete not it. If, I would say you got to finish everything else first. I right. guess, then yeah. get shot. I mean, like, if on your bucket list is you want to die via a gunshot wound. <laughs> <laughs> to join the army or something, man. Be practical with it. 
Oh, jeez. What is this podcast? I don't know. Yeah. All right. A bunch of BS. Spiraled already. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yes. Good. Fire, tasing, bullets. <laughs> I'll get all the destructive stuff in there. Don't worry. Perfect. Puke and rally. <laughs> Puke and rally. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title of this podcast. Sweet. You can rally with George Washington. <laughs> um, I'm sure he did it a lot. Oh yeah, man loved his. Uh, uh, was it Key Ante or he liked wine of some sort? I think he liked wine. I didn't really dive into his drinking habits. Why Sorry. not? I, I don't know. I just didn't. <laughs> I didn't think my history professor would like me talking about George Washington drinking wine. Why not? Yeah, I think that's a pretty interesting topic. Well, this is the same history. Madeira. That's what he liked. Madeira. This is the same history professor that wrote uh, Washington's Hair. So, you know. Oh, he <clears throat> seems like he's fun at parties. Well, there's this whole, like, story about how there's, like, a lock of Washington's hair that, like, has traveled the country and has done, like, weird things. And, mm. yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Hard pass. Yeah. It's like his teeth. That similar thing. It's like original teeth or the ones that he took from his slaves. Probably those. Are they? Yes. Are they trying to do like a, a version of like Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, but it's just like the Brotherhood of George, George Washington's, Washington's hair? Hairlock, just a bunch of friends. Like, oh hey, you take the hair this week? Okay, use cool. it as a rat tail. Yeah, I'm going to Oregon. Let's have fun. <laughs> the breweries in Portland. Yeah, probably. Okay, weird. Yeah, yeah very weird. Uh, my week was interesting. Uh, because I'm moving to this new position starting, uh, when this podcast goes live Monday, um, I was, I kind of did nothing all week because the way our system works, I'm like doing a new thing. So I can't really do the old thing. And yeah. Uh, so I just kind of sat around all week and did nothing at my job. Yeah. Why don't you just take the whole week off then? I I didn't want to use the PTO. Fair enough. Yeah. So you should have asked if you could have worked from home. Uh, there's no nothing for me to do at home. There Sounds clearly like wasn't anything, anything for you to do, to do at do work. In the office. Yeah. Well, the, they're requiring us to be in the office, so it's not like I can be like, "Hey, all this work from home." Yeah, that isn't gonna fly. So basically, I did nothing for a week. Um, and you should have just like booked a flight somewhere, so a you could experience flight, and b done something. But uh, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I noticed. That's why I said. You should. Uh, yeah. Uh, I did nothing at work. I reddited, did, and that was about it. Yeah. It was, uh, I, I've been kind of in a weird mood and just didn't want to do anything, so I didn't. Mm. Just starting kind of the anxiousness of the new position and the new challenges that await, and it's kind of nice to take a break at work. Yeah. And then I left early on Friday. So Yes, you that. did. I did. I was like, <laughs> nope. So I came home and did nothing, and it was great. That was my week. Yeah, sometimes you need those recharge, especially with new stuff coming in, being fully charged, and before you get back into the swing of things is a good call. 100%. But I, I still think you need to experience flight before you die. Nope. Never going to happen. Why? I don't know. You afraid it's going to light on fire? Yeah, probably. I mean, I I, I want to go to Europe at one point, so unless I get like a boat... I mean, you could take a cruise over to Europe. You can. can. It's just a long ride, and then you don't see a lot. No. And then you have to take a boat back. Yeah. So that's a lot of vacation time. There is that billionaire making the Titanic. I should do that. 
Do you want to make the Titanic? <laughs> no, there's a billionaire making a replica of the Titanic, and he plans to... Yeah, the Titanic isn't that big compared no. to modern boats. Well, it's very also, small. which Titanic are you referring to? Because there were like three Titanics. There was one actual Titanic and then two sister ships. Same thing. The Britannica and I don't remember the Lusitania? third one. Lusitania? Didn't one get struck by lightning or some weird thing? Oh, I'll bet a lot of boats get hit by... By, well, God, by God's anger. <laughs> one served, How dare you? One served in World War II, <clears throat> I do believe. Mm. And then same. I thought the Lusitania was sunk around World War One. Maybe. I thought that was actually sunk by the Germans, was the Lusitania. I'm going to say it is, and then we're all going to say yes. 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 There we go. Uh, so, yeah, there's this billionaire that's trying to make a one-for-one replica of the Titanic, and he plans on sailing it. So I don't think you sail iceberg? the Titanic. Probably. What? I don't think you sail the Titanic. Uh, uh, you boat the Titanic? Captain the Titanic. Admiral the Titanic? <laughs> Captain Crunch? Well, who is, what is Captain Crunch about? Does anyone know? Serial. Yes, but like, what is he a captain of? Serial? Yes. Oh, he's the serial captain for sure. Yeah. Okay. Also, I was totally right about the Lusitania. Nice. Good job. I feel good about that. Was that was what brought the United States into World War One, wasn't it? Part of it, then. The, the, I mean, yeah. The Germans weird. also were like, "Hey, Mexico, why don't you try invading America?" <laughs> and they're like, "No, hey, uh, <laughs> remember the Alamo? Yeah. Hey, hey, <laughs> remember those Pancho Villa raids, the Mexican American <laughs> War? Those are probably a bigger deal." Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. So that's other history I don't care about. Ah, uh, fine. <laughs> Back to George Washington's hair. <laughs> I need to read the book. I, I haven't. Uh, but uh, it may be out. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, George Washington. Uh, I wrote my history thesis on him, and I got an A because I just made my history professor laugh. Um, and the whole premise This is of, why you should have talked about him drinking. Uh, but I already made him laugh. Anyways, <laughs> uh, the whole thing was <laughs> I used the word swagger and talked about George Washington's swagger throughout this paper. Yeah, because uh, I wanted to be cool and hip and awesome. And this was also like 2014 when swag was still like a thing. Uh, so now reading it in 2021, I'm like, oh, wow, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you, you just had a writing style back then. Back then, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's uh, fantastic. And I was just talking about um, the, the thesis of this paper was he was so like popular and well-known that he didn't really have to do anything in his presidency. Because if you study his presidency, uh, a lot of critics say he didn't do anything, that he was kind of a lame president. And I make the argument that, well, yeah, of course, because he didn't have to, because he had that much swag. Well, and clearly he freed us from the British, so. It's true. Uh, And we'll get into that a little bit. So I'm interested to hear what you guys know of the man, if anything, about Mr. George Washington, other than his hair. I heard he had wooden teeth. Uh, <laughs> part of the reason the uh french and indian war started pretty yep. good reason he uh decided he was part of a group that were supposed to go out and scout some french well that led to a big old gum battle which those are never good kids nope and yeah basically it was like the first shots sort of of the seven years slash french and indian war uh even in like the house of commons in in london some uh politician said 
this isn't a big deal. It was just started by some dumb Virginian, pretty much. That's not the exact quote. The mm-hmm. exact quote was probably like, nay to that man or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> that was ten now let us go have yes. some tea. <laughs> yes. Uh, so he, that, that was a, I thought an interesting fact about Washington was he was not uh, very talented as a general. Nope. Uh, really kind of his entire <clears throat> time in running an army, even in the uh, American Revolution. Yep. But uh, still, he that dude was pragmatic i think it's probably the best way to put washington was he was pragmatic at least in my estimation because he got through the war with whatever he could he basically did whatever he could it was never some sort of like oh we have to hold philadelphia he's like nope abandon ship it ain't we ain't keeping this one we can't we're not keeping new york let's abandon ship on that one too uh and then in his presidency it was more like okay we kind of have to put out fires left and right like we've got the whiskey attack or was it whiskey rebellion was one thing that they had to deal with or he did yep. early on uh the banking system they were trying to get that sorted out so it, it was kind of some first top priority things he had to settle first and foremost going into it so absolutely and hey how am i going to keep my slaves oh i'll rotate them out of pennsylvania so i can keep them that's another washington fact yeah he actually one of his best friends was a slave yeah he rode with him all the time did the other guy say, hey, that's my best friend? Probably not. I didn't think so. <laughs> and now Washington just sounds very sad. Yes, absolutely. I need to buy some friends then. Jeez. Yeah, have them as slaves. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's my friend. And the person back's like, yeah, I'm totally his friend. Friend. That's the word, George. Friend. I'm here because I want to be. Oh, George. yeah. Yeah. Sure. Don't mind me. I'm going to go out to my hut that you so nicely gave me, George. <laughs> my hovel. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> <clears throat> Anything, Curtis? Factoids about Washington? He was on a boat and crossed the Delaware. We'll get into that. Yep, that's a huge part of his uh, legacy. It's Nick. Anything? <laughs> I heard there was something about a cherry tree in it. You know, non-existing after George Washington had his way with it. <laughs> <laughs> By had his way, you mean cut down, not bang without mercy. Until you don't know you were there. I'm George Washington. You weren't there, you don't know. I wasn't there, but I'm pretty sure that would not <laughs> I bet you work. that's where he got his wooden teeth from. Mm-hmm. Mm, the cherry tree, yeah. It's, it know, would taste good. Good old cherry wood. Good yeah. for cooking briskets. I think I have cherry wood. Maybe. We typically have cherry wood for smoking stuff. Yeah. I don't know if I got cherry or apple. I don't remember. You should have gotten chapel. Chapel? Yeah. Have you uh, Have you ever seen the uh, made-for-TV movie with Jeff Daniels's? George Washington? I have not. Nope. It's pretty good. They have a good cast. It's basically about um, Battle of Trenton. Oh, okay. It's kind of interesting. And, you know, the crossing of the Delaware and mm-hmm. killing them Hessians. I've actually visited uh, where he crossed the Delaware. They apparently celebrate it every year, and one person gets to be George Washington, and it's a big deal. Yep. Uh, the The tour guide, it was a very sad day. It was hilarious because it was... What was it, 9-11? No. Oh, you said it was a sad day. It, it was, was like... a sad day because it was like overcast and cold, and I'm oh. the only one at the Delaware crossing. And so I'm like, hey, can I have a tour? And I'm literally the only one there. That sounds <laughs> awesome to me, personally. A private tour of Basically. the crossing? That would be pretty cool in my book. And so they pointed out the shed where they keep all the boats that they reenact on Christmas because that's when he crossed the Delaware, and they do it every Christmas. Hmm. Yeah. I did like the meme of it shows, you know, the crossing of the Delaware with Washington standing in the boat, looking all brave. And it's like uh, Americans, 
will totally cross a boat in the middle of a freezing cold Christmas day to murder you. <laughs> We've done it. It's, true. it's happened. That's true. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, which is really funny because the only resource they used at that tour was David Hackett Fisher's uh, Washington's Crossing, the book, which I had read for this paper. So I'm like repeating what they're saying or actually even started talking about the tour. Yeah, I'm like, well. Personally, I think that's kind of cool, man. Like if I were to go and check out Gettysburg, I know a fair amount about the Battle of Gettysburg. Mm Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, cool, little round top. So where did Chamberlain's hooking, uh, you know, flanking move take place? I'd be asking him all kinds of fun questions like that. That's, I think you had an awesome experience. Nerd. Yeah. <laughs> it was a fun experiment. Experiment? No, experience. It, was an exper- <laughs> it was an experiment. It was an experiment. Yes. Yeah, was, 100%. Uh, it, was it was just funny that I was the only one there. and uh, You said it was sad. I was like, oh, God, did it take place on, like, no, it was, death of something? It was near my birthday. It was just a sad day. It was mm. very overcast and cold. And the guy who was giving the tour, his dog just died yesterday. Oh, that yeah. would be a sad day. It was a woman and her daughter. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Well, their dog died yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, this is a fascinating quote that uh, I started my paper out in because it's a sermon in 1783, and this is what this. Uh, Ezra Stiles says, O Washington, how I love thy name, how I often adored and blessed thy God for creating and forming thee the great ointment or (laughs) ornament of humankind. The great ointment. I like that. that. I'll be honest. So now you're making him sound like he was the Beyonce of his time. Like his fans just were out of control. That's probably why they saved his hair. Yeah. Yeah. That that seems like a Beyonce fan kind of move. That tracks. Uh, more writings. Our Savior, our Redeemer, our cloud by day and our pillar of fire by night. Our star in the east, to us a son is born. Our guide on earth, our advocate in heaven! That is what they're saying about Washington in 1783. Does anyone talk about how he's hung like a horse or anything like that? Yep. Nick needs to know the penis size. <laughs> Very big, apparently. Well, he's a bigger dude. He's like 6'3", right? Yeah, something like that. 6'3", 6'4". Dude was, uh, yeah, he, he was a long, lanky dude. For that time? Man, that was like, that's like 6'9 nowadays. That's like a giant back then. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people said he was a demigod. The myth-making process was at work during Washington's own lifetime. Um, yeah, like, it, it, a lot of the early history, especially during his time, they were talking about how great this guy was. Uh, like we're talking revolution into the revolution into his presidency. He was like the most famous guy on the planet in America during this time. And people were saying that stuff about, that was a sermon that someone would say at a church about, you know, just praising him. I think it makes sense though, because at that time America was trying to like, make its own mythology in a way like we didn't have anything except for what kind of came from england and i'm other pretty sure the indians had stuff yeah we white people didn't care obviously you know. <laughs> let's take a look at that history that's uplifting so babies were being christened after him as early as 1775 yeah yeah Simba. <laughs> pretty much <laughs> it's better to just george <laughs> our savior george washington <laughs> also, what's funny was people listening aren't going to see the hand motion that we did with it. <laughs> well, I, think, I think the starting with the Simba. It gives you an idea. It gives you that visualization. I think we're good. I okay. think we're in the clear on that All right, one. my bad. His countrymen paid to see his waxworth effigy. 
His admirers, he was godlike Washington, and his attractors complained on one another that he looked upon as a demigod. Uh, it was treasonable to criticize this. At what year? The 1700s, I mean, late 1780s, this was also like 1790s. Back when they were doing like Salem witch trials, so yeah. they kind of just killed people whenever they wanted. Yeah, that's that's heresy. <laughs> what? What is that? Oh crap! They grabbed me and burned me already. Yep. It's like they were fast on that crap. But uh, like a lot of with Washington's mythology is it was created due to the fact that we didn't we didn't have a king. People didn't know how to like venerate someone, but then also be critical of them at the same time. So it was all or nothing kind of at that point. And like the political parties hadn't really been created at that point either. So. I, I feel like that's still like now the all or nothing kind of thing. Yeah, now it's just all for my guy. All for the other guy, just whatever it is. Um, his surname has been used of one American state, seven mountains, eight streams, ten lakes, thirty-three counties, four uh, nine American colleges, for one hundred and twenty-one American towns and villages. His birthday has been a national holiday. His visage is on coins and banknotes, postage stamps. His portrait is hunt. In countless corridors and offices, his head sixty feet, uh, his head sixty feet from chin to scalp has been carved out of the mountainside of South Dakota. In South oh, Dakota, I really wondered where that yeah was going it right got there. really got a little <laughs> like oh man we're about to learn something oh just Mount Rushmore just Mount Rushmore yep uh, during his own lifetime he was praised as Catholic cat like Christ like I cannot talk my voice I, is all I personally crazy. prefer what a cat like George Washington cat like George Washington meow. would be like was he a tabby was he a sphinx sphinx maybe he was a sphinx um, he was the commander in chief of Virginia soldiery at the age of 23 uh, so this was like French and Indian War as mentioned uh, he was already the commander in chief of like the Virginia militia um uh, the the author Cunliffe, who I got a lot of research from, uh, says this: There's something unlikable about George Washington in 1753 to 1758. He seems trifle, raw, and strident. Too much on his own dignity. Too ready to complain. Too nakedly concerned with promotion. So here he was, like the the commander in chief of Virginia's militia, and he's like worried about the British army and like wants to get promoted in the British army. Which is just hilarious because then he like becomes the commander in chief of like the American. So he was like very pomp and circumstantial and very much like <laughs> and uh he just decided to sign the Declaration of Independence. As one does. As one does. Mm-hmm. Uh there's actually several people that uh signed the Declaration of Independence that went back to the British. Yeah. Interesting. Would you say George Washington was an early version of fake it until you make it? Kind of what I'm hearing right now. No. Uh, he was very much, I'm a badass, deal with it, uh, here I am. Like, he he had stuff to prove that he was such a great person, which I'm going to get into. He's kind of like a, the jock of his time, it seems. Yeah. Definitely like Good that start. Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Him and his Madeira drinking that. Uh, and partly with be- his best friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, partly because his men loved him so much. This is where he starts to get like his popularity is his men that worked underneath him just absolutely loved him. Uh, when Washington was ready to retire, his men released a statement. Judge then how sensibly we must be affected with the loss of such an excellent commander, such a sincere friend, and so affable a companion. Are you being sarcastic? No. Oh, okay. It gives us an additional sorrow when we reflect to find our unhappy country will receive a loss no less irreparable than ourselves. Will Wow. Where will it meet a man so experienced in military affairs, one so renowned for patriotism, courage, and conduct? In you, we place the most implicit confidence. Your presence will only cause a steady firmness and vigor to accutate, accutate, in every breast, despising the greatest dangers and thinking in light of toils and hardships while lead on by the man we know and love. That's what his men said about him when he was like, yo, I'm going to retire. Like his men just looked up to him and he was, uh, you know, a giant man with a huge penis. And so who wouldn't look up to him? <laughs> I guess. I, a lot of the praise that was written, like, about his military uh, um, experiences were like his officers. The officer corps loved him. Guys like um, uh, uh, Knox. Um, Hamilton, those guys loved serving. Nathaniel Green, they all loved serving under him, so they had a lot of respect for him. His men, like you know the the everyday soldier, they feared him because yeah, they knew if we deserted, we're getting shot. Uh, if we didn't do our job, we would be reprimanded in some way. But that was being a general at that time. That wasn't odd to be looked at that way. But to have your officer corps love you so much, that's not always as popular. Granted, there were officers that try to usurp him uh gates is a example of that who thought he could run the army better he definitely could not uh he was a very poor general Mm -hmm. uh benedict arnold was very jealous of of washington we know how that turned out um but i do find that interesting how much he was beloved by the officers they to a man uh everyone that was on his staff uh, really admired him uh, I would also say that a lot of his men did too, like his underlings, uh, really looked up to him. Not only feared him, yeah, the officer corps, like not the, not the officer corps. I'm talking like rank and file. Okay, there's a lot of writings that you can find where they're just again praising him like Jesus. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, a lot of writing about that. In fact, one uh, Native American spoke of Washington. Washington was not born to be killed by a bullet. For I had 17 fair fires at him with my rifle, and after all that, could not bring him down to the ground. Yeah, it was uh, one of those skirmishes during the French and Indian War, right? Mm-hmm. Or uh, around Fort Necessity or something along those lines, right? Y- yep. Uh, and talking about how he got shot 17 times, or just someone shot at him 17 some times? Some dude <laughs> said he shot at Washington 17 times. I don't think that was God as much as just a crappy shot. I mean, well, I mean, look at the guns they're using. Additionally, seventeen shots though. How? Man. How I mean, do muskets you? Muskets were wildly inaccurate. How do you have so yeah. much time to shoot seventeen shots? Like you're like, uh, uh, I, why would you waste if if you've shot seventeen times at the guy? Mm-hmm. My question to him would be, why would you keep shooting at the same guy after four times? Waste the rest of those bullets on you know Joe Schmo that's a little closer. Dummy. It's it's like uh, shooting darts. You're shooting at the center target, but you you will hit things around it. 
Right. <laughs> Probably hit the horse. <laughs> well, funny that you say that. Uh, Washington writes to his brother, As I have heard since my arrival at this place, a circumstantial account of my death and dying speech. I take this early opportunity of contradicting the first and is and assuring you that I have not yet composed the latter. I love his writing. But by the all-powerful dispensions of providence, I have been protected beyond all human probability or expectation. For I had four bullets through my coat and two horses shot underneath me, yet escaped unhurt. Poor horses. Yep. It's <laughs> my first thought. Oh, those poor horses. Well, poor jacket. Poor jacket. <laughs> I forgot the fashion guru Nick over here. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's just funny. Like, he got four bullets in his jacket and two horses shot from underneath him, and he's not dead. He's not quite dead. Not quite dead. I'm not dead yet. And so you start to see in this early time period uh, kind of that legend of, oh, this guy's unkillable. All, he had all those bullets in his jacket. Look how many horses died underneath him. So now you're starting to see the myth grow that he is the man. He is Jesus because he can't be killed. I'm still stuck on that guy shooting 17 shots and Agreed. missing a big old dude. And, and Washington was kind of a nut job. Uh, this is his own writing. I heard the bullets whistle and believe me, there's something charming in the sound. Yeah, like he's kind of a crazy dude. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying, still want to get shot. <laughs> <laughs> you in Washington, I guess. <laughs> right? Uh, so you, you start to see a lot of these early writings about how uh, Washington can't die and people are bringing their babies to him to be touched by him to like, like you would Jesus, like the touching of the robe. People are doing that to like Washington. Uh, and it's hilarious because you start seeing other writings, especially from like John Adams. They're like, the guy was an idiot. Like, dude, he was stupid. And you're like praising him like Jesus. Like he can't write. (laughs) (laughs) It's fascinating. He wasn't wasn't a bookish guy like Adams. No, like in his actual writings, it's pretty clear that he's illiterate. Yeah. Uh, he was kind of dumb. Yeah, he thought the uh, Potomac River was uh, about the same length as the Nile. You would need about 15 <laughs> Potomac River, probably more, to reach the length of the Nile. Uh, he's like, it would be like our Nile or the Thames. And people who are like, Potomac, it's like a creek in a bay. That's all you got. That ain't much, man. Right. Uh, so it, it's in this early history, you get like, he's Jesus. And then you have guys like John Adams. And I can't think of the other guy's name that he was writing to, um, basically saying that he was an idiot and not a good, like commander in chief and kind of bringing it down. So what you have in history is writings. Like a lot of the early writings are like Washington's is Washington is the man. Then you get like modern history that's like, he sucked. And now you're getting kind of the swing back of going, he was actually kind of ridiculous but at the same time, still a man. Um, yeah, it's just a fascinating tale about how history can shift like that. Uh, in John Adams' defense, he was the vice president to Washington. And like at that time, your vice president was like the person who got the second most votes. So it was mm-hmm. like your chief rival. So more than likely, Washington was like, I'm going to keep you at arm's distance because you're my rival. So he probably was... 
and Adams could be a sensitive Sally too. Uh, he he got offended by everything. Yeah, a little bit. So you know, there's there's some human side to all of that. There. Well, and you know, different times, different expectations needed, and uh, just because you're really bad at reading and writing doesn't mean that you're bad at other things and different strokes for different folks yeah. i have no idea what uh i want to go back to his friend what was his uh, george washington's best friend's name do we have that i don't have that on oh, me man, i want that so bad because i want to just learn about washington's best friend we'll just call him steve steve the best friend oh goodness uh so this is also the same guy when they're trying to figure out all right we're in this congress i guess and we're starting to do this new country, I guess. Who's going to lead this thing? Who's going to lead this army? Who's going to do it? So then you have this man who's six foot three, always showing up in his military uniform. Like, that's how he dressed. He just wore his military outfit out just because. And it. it, it eh, I don't think it was just. He, that might have been a little bit of like, oh. Hmm. You're looking for someone to run your army, huh? So you 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 make that. Uh, uh, well, looks saying, like I'm here. I mean, I look lovely, don't I? <laughs> look at my hair. Mm. Here's a direct quote from the author. Uh, this is Fisher. When Congress met to pick the commander of the chief of, of the armies, Washington was the only one who wore, wore his full military uniform and was that shocked. To be selected as commander in chief. Me? What? I I I guess I'll take this mantle upon myself. Hmm. Wait, I'm not. I feel like I'm making fun of Washington. I am, but anyways. Yes. Uh, the beginning of this book, uh, Washington's Crossing. Uh, Fisher writes, immaculate in dress and such charismatic present that he filled the street, even when he rode alone. Crowd gathered to watch him go by, as if he was. We're a one-man parade. Soldiers called him Your Excellency. Yeah, that was who Washington was. So it's funny that he just shows up in the Congress wearing his full military garb and me. Oh, brilliant! I feel so honored. You would ask. Uh, here's here's a quote about his rank and file. Washington earned respect from his men. Fisher relates a story in Washington's Crossing that James William Peel, remember Washington appeared without taking off his coat, held out his hand for the missile and hurled it into the air. Peel remembered it lost power. It lost the power of gravitation and whizzed through the air, striking the ground very far, very far beyond our utmost efforts. Washington said, when you beat my pitch, young gentlemen, I'll try again. Yeah. So it was like throwing a pipe. And so he just swaggers up, hurls it and goes, what? And walks away, and his men are like, oh, it's Jesus. Nothing? I, I don't know. It's kind of, we're blowing him a lot, I feel like. We're just blowing this guy too much. And so, maybe I'm just a cynic, a modern cynic nowadays, but anyone that gets too much praise, my cynical side just wants to go like, yeah, but your best friend was a slave. Shut up. <laughs> you had to pay your best friend. Yeah, you, you, no, you, you didn't, didn't pay, pay, pay. He yeah. bought his he, best he bought his best friend. Yeah, I, I just have a tough time praising anyone too much before I just kind of start going like, alright, where's the hole in this whole argument right now? So well, that's, apparently after all those battles, they were in his jackets. Yeah, four. Four <laughs> holes. Hmm. And then it's the whole, like, I keep on using myth, uh, mythology. It's mythology in my mind now. Like, all right, is he Paul Bunyan or was he a guy? 
that's that's kind of how I feel right now. And I would respect the guy more. I know he had slaves. I don't like that about him. Uh, and how he would cycle them in and out. Because in Pennsylvania, I think you could only have a slave for like a month or three months or something like that. And then they were freed. That's he, a weird time it, constraint. Yeah, so what he would do is he would just send them back to Washington and get some more up there for the next 90 days or whatever it is. He would just keep doing that. So, like, yeah, I don't respect that. But at the same time, yeah, I think he's an incredibly important part. I don't think any other general that we had in our army uh, during the revolution could have done as good a job. But this, like, mythologizing sort of thing is just making me kind of like, all right, let's talk about the guy, though. I don't want to hear someone's weird, creepy sermons about ointments and stuff. Or <laughs> yeah, dude. Said. Tell me about this cherry tree. Yeah, let's hear about him fucking cherry tree. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that visual image. So the way I wrote this paper was just talking about all the legend and mythical stuff and giving him that swag because a lot of, like I keep mentioning, a lot of the early writings during this time period were all that fluff and just wanking this guy off, like 100%. And what you start to then, you start to get later in history and you actually start to get the truth of it. Like everything that I just mentioned was true of Washington, but it was so blown up that... People were like, you know, here's my baby, christen him. Um, he was a very subpar general. Uh, he didn't win, like, any of his battles during the Revolution. His only real accomplishments were uh, the crossing, Princeton, and Trenton. Other than that, it was just him running In away. Yorktown. Yorktown. Um, uh, it was mostly just a lot of small skirmishes and him running away. Uh, and... Uh, let's see here. However, he made like him losing New York was a big, uh, big thing. Like it was, could have lost the war there. Um, uh, a British comment at later stage in the war was that any other general in the world other than General Howe would have beaten George Washington, and any other general in the world other than General Washington would have beaten General Howe. <laughs> yeah, like he got lucky. Because, like, yeah, he gave up New York, but it was indefensible, really. Mm-hmm. Like, to get cannons to cover all of that would would just not have worked. And the British had enough troops where they could land in multiple places and overwhelm them if they wanted to. So, like, okay, it's indefensible. He had to try to fight for it. But then he got, like, he nearly got annihilated. And that mm-hmm. could have been the end of it. But, yeah, the, general, the British generals weren't that great either. So they just kind of let him slip out. And that happened several times for Washington. And, and under the leadership of General Howe, because he was, like, the commander-in-chief of the British Army, he didn't want to fight Americans. Like, that was a huge thing about Howe was he thought the Americans were, they're our brothers. They're British people. Like, we are having a civil war. This is ridiculous. Let's not, let's not do this. And so a lot of how he would be like going to win against Washington, say, and then back off and let him escape. So you have a lot of not Washington being a brilliant general, but more of them going, let's not annihilate everybody. Let's back off and then Washington getting away. And Washington, to his credit, realized, oh, this is a foreign army on a foreign land. They are going to be really expensive. So if I just keep running away, they're going to keep spending money and then hopefully they go away. That was his whole strategy of winning the revolution. <laughs> it's effective. Yeah. 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 It seemed to work. It seemed to work. 
And it's a lot of the blunders from the British of going, we really don't want to fight these people. They're our brothers. They're the British. Because they really were. America did not exist. They were still British. They were still using British accents and drinking their tea and biscuits. It wasn't like America and diesel trucks and beer yet. So uh, they... I think they liked the beer at that point. They were... Um, it was pretty heavy drinking at that point. I don't think so. Yes, it was. Because clean drinking water was still not easy to get to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you that, had to drink alcohol. Right. Yeah, like... What do they call them? The American pale ales and, like, the Indian pale ales. Those, I wonder I mean, if those were, like, for shipping and stuff. I wonder if Samuel Adams actually drinks Samuel, Samuel Adams. But no, see, the guy that owns Sam Adams, basically, he just decided to use Sam Adams as his, like mascot because all the founding fathers aren't trademarked so and you don't have to pay anyone for the usage of their name so you could go with like thomas jefferson beer if you wanted to uh that's tequila okay all yeah, right thomas, thomas jefferson, jefferson tequila, tequila. I, I like it i would try it <laughs> sure it's got a slavish taste too to it you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that guy was a, a nice rich dark color yeah exactly a little turd but <laughs> he's a turd man he did the sally him he, he treated he did his slaves dirty he, no, he, he slaves. was an awful person yeah man but uh anyways back to georgie and his best friend <laughs> god george uh, that i did not know that that his best friend was a slave yeah like they did everything together they would ro- ride like during a lot of the the revolution he would just have this dude ride with him like, throughout the entire war. Like, Washington, the the Delaware crossing, that dude was there with him. You know, I think Mel Brooks missed an opportunity to make a great comedy about those two. Like Agreed. a buddy cop movie? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just to be kind of like, all right, George, I guess I'll have to go with you and fight a frickin' war. Fun. <laughs> I would just like to see that. With Richard Pryor playing the best friend? Mm-hmm. Uh, it it would have to be Richard oh, Pryor. Yeah. Oh, God. It, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, Gene Wilder. As George Washington? That would be fun. That was such a missed opportunity there. You're welcome, everyone. I hope you're upset like I am. (laughs) Very upset. Why don't we just do it? Uh, Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor are dead. We can get some lookalikes. Okay. (laughs) CGI. Who who would you cast then in a modern one? I have absolutely no idea. Lando Calrissian. Lando Calrissian? Okay. I was thinking... uh, uh, Actually, that would actually be pretty pretty good. I was going to say Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. I think as George Washington. Yep. I'd go with that. Yeah. I'd like to see that. Anyways, sorry. No, no, no. Well, actually, no. Dwayne the Rock Johnson is George Washington. Kevin Hart. Yes, I would watch that so hard. (laughs) Oh man, that would be great to watch The Rock as George Washington. (laughs) That would be fun. I mean, if you want someone that's going to tower over everybody else, he'd be the guy. That would be. It was uh, John Adams and Benjamin Rush were writing to each other about what you basically said, Caleb, about all the fluff of Washington. Um, And they're just kind of angry. Uh, Adams would state that Washington, he's too illiterate, unread, unlearned for a station and reputation. Adams and Rush's biggest problem was how America treated Washington. Rush wrote to Adams in 1811. He said, in rejecting history and biography, I always wanted... I wish to always to accept the events and characters recorded in the Old and New Testaments. They are true because they are natural, for they ascribe the former to a divine hand, and they never fail to mention the weakness and vices of the latter. There is not a single Washington among all the heroes of the Bible. 
that's how much this guy was just getting praised. I think, yeah, he's probably getting annoyed. The Rush, I don't know Benjamin Rush uh, personally or from books, but he just seems like me. I like the guy that I'm hearing about. Now, if he turns <clears throat> out to be a pedophile or something, then, uh, he can go screw himself. But right now, me and Ben Rush are boys. Right. Uh, he, Rush again says, among the national sins of our country that have provoked the wrath of the heaven to afflict us with a war, I ought to have mentioned in my letter the idolaters worship paid to the name of General Washington by all the classes and nearly all parties of our citizens manifest in the impious application of names and epithets to him which are ascribed in scripture only to God and Jesus Christ. I love it so much when old people, old dead people are like, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, they just continue to write about how all this history in their lifetime, this is the 1800s, Washington's dead, and all these writings are just wanking off George Washington as the greatest American person to ever live. He is Jesus Christ incarnate. And these two guys, John Adams and Mitchell Rush, are going, he couldn't even read. <laughs> hey, man, you don't have to read to lead the people. I guess. Apparently not. Uh, and like Caleb mentioned, there was several uh, grabs at the commander-in-chief position. Many other generals of the army were envious of the commander-in-chief that Washington had. These generals would have corresponding saying how inept Washington was. These generals would try to petition Congress to resign Washington and make them commander in chief. It was not till the crossing of the Delaware that everyone was like, "Well, oh, well, crap. I guess he is actually kind of competent at this. Um, he can ride a boat. He can ride a boat. Uh, so yeah, that's George Washington in a nutshell of just a lot of fluff that happens in the 1700s to early 1800s, and then a lot of guys going, "No, he wasn't that great." And then you have the history historians going, "Yeah, he was amazing. He was like Jesus Christ." And then going, "He was a bum. He couldn't even read, and he lost a lot." Yeah, you know, <laughs> I I actually listened to a, a history podcast recently, and they've talked about they were talking about Washington. They talked about how one thing that's interesting about his life is you know almost nothing about his mother. Like his dad, you know a little bit about his mom, even less. So like that whole backstory that's there about how this guy became to be what he was, Mm -hmm. we can't really do. And he's the only president like that. There's no other president in our history where they're like, that we don't know like their past. Yeah. It's like, it just kind of came out of this fog one day. Yeah. Almost. It's like, oh, yeah, the Washingtons. I've heard that name before. And now comes, you know, six foot three, the rock of his era. <laughs> and um, that's Washington in a nutshell. I, that probably plays into the mythology side of the guy 100%. where we don't know. Oh, yeah. His dad was an alcoholic who beat him. And no his origin mom. story. Yeah. There's nothing like that. So we don't get too much other than mother died when he was kind of young Dad was a meh kind of successful plantation owner, not really. I mean, they were um, filthy rich. He was one of the richest people. Uh, that was in part to his mother or That's uh, why his, he was his able wife. To buy I his say. friends. Yeah, that's true. But his wife was the real money. She was one of the most wealthy in Virginia. Mm-hmm. So he he married smart. Yeah, let's just say. <laughs> not. They, I'm sure they were in love. But uh, no, not at all. 
Eh, maybe I don't know, but anyways. Yeah, I, she I just mean, had the prettiest blouses. Probably blouses. <laughs> I mean, the guy was also like heroic at at points in his life, and I think he he knew that he knew that he had this like aura about him that people were just looking up to him. Like getting shot four times in the jacket is kind of like a big deal. Like, oh, I now have this persona and now I have to lean into it because that's the only way anything's going to happen here. And so you have a lot of Washington doing that. Like even in Princeton, uh, he just decided to charge the British. And so all the smoke was going off and the muskets were firing and he just beelines it. And his men go, oh, and they run after him. And here you see this ridiculous picture of Washington on his horse charging the British army and the British are going, oh God, and they actually retreat. And, and so you have these stories about Washington doing these ridiculous things and leaning into that aura, but then also realizing he lost a lot of his battles, but he did that on purpose a little bit. And it's kind of the reflection of the British army, not wanting to really fight them. And he knew, well, if I just run away all the time, they're going to have to just spend more money to find me. So you have that. And then you have like the breathtaking of the crossing, which is his real big thing. Um, other than that, like the best part of him is he knew who to pick. I mean, his cabinet is like the who's who of the founding fathers. You have Jefferson, uh, John Adams, Hamilton, which was a brilliant man who started the bank. Like, it's just like the who's who of everyone. And anyone of his officer rank was like huge names that I can't remember. Henry Knox is probably the biggest one because he right. was like the, quote, the, the Secretary of War, which nowadays is Secretary of Defense. Mm -hmm. But he... You know, Knox worked from the ground up pretty much. He looked at what worked in the American Revolution, what didn't. Mm -hmm. And it's not like Knox didn't go to some military college. He had to he was just a bookish sort of chubby guy who just started reading books on artillery and that's how he got to become head of Washington's <laughs> artillery. Like you've read a book on this? Oh, right. Perfect. Yeah, it's you're like a guy. You, yeah, it's like you're you with transmissions. All right, you're our mechanic now. Have fun with that. <laughs> We're in this zombie apocalypse. You're the mechanic. Best Have we fun. got. Yeah, exactly. But that's what they had in America. There was no war college at that point. It so. was either you fought with the British in the French and Indian Army, or you didn't. That was it. That was your training. Have a nice day. We're gonna start a war now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm I curious about one thing about George Washington. Mm, what's that? Do we know what his natural hair color was? Ooh, well, that's the real question. A lot of the paintings were white, or like a gray. That was with one of them wigs that they that was yeah. popular at the time. Yeah. That had to be one of those. Maybe I think he actually had hair, and that was his hair, and that's how he styled his hair. Yeah. I don't. Know. When he was older, but he just have platinum white hair. Oh, he's a Targaryen. Oh, he might have been Shit. a Targaryen. That's oh what it was. my okay. god! Our president rode dragons, folks. <laughs> I was thinking about the comedian that had white hair at the age of like, or Steve Martin. Oh, yeah. He's a Steve Martin. Oh, okay. Albino? Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of uh, Washington was just happenstance. So uh, part of the reason why he became president is, well, he was the most popular Virginian, and Virginia, like, owned the United States at that time. Yeah, it was the richest colony. And the most populous or state. Uh, so how are you going to get the country to survive? Oh, let's have the most popular Virginian and the richest Virginia become our president. So it's kind of happenstance, and also kind of the dude was actually kind of cool. 
Um, during his presidency, to touch on that a bit, he really didn't do anything. He busted in the Congress one time and screamed at him, and people were like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's not your job. <laughs> not your job, dude. Uh, but he didn't do, do a whole lot, and I think, and I argue in my paper that he really didn't <clears throat> want to or need to because he knew everything that he did would just be emulated. And so, like, putting the hand on the Bible that we even still do today started with George Washington. A lot of the, the pomp and circumstance that presidents still do, you can date back to George Washington. That They're still doing those things. And I think Washington kind of knew that. And a lot of his writings suggest that. Like, people are going to be following this for the end of America. Um, and, and so I think he gets a bad rap sometimes. And I think it's because he's such a mythical creature sometimes until you really start to dive down and go, Oh no, he just, it's kind of heroic at times. There was uh there's a pretty good book that I'm like two thirds of the way through and I keep forgetting to finish it, but it's uh, called Washington's last battle. And it's all about the creation of Washington DC. That was kind of his pet project mm-hmm. when he was in office. It was like setting up a capital. I want that. Let's set it up. He, he liked the area for sure. Cause he was pretty familiar because it's right by where he was from in Virginia and, not too far from it, it was just a nice center ground for it but he was very yeah. excited about setting that up i thought it was like a swamp land before. it was okay yeah, yeah. It was but like, yeah was... we're gonna build it right here this is a great spot pretty much okay pretty much but the thing was it was centralized there was a harbor nearby uh with the georgetown harbor alexandria was kind of set up as well uh so there was a lot of excitement it was either that or the delaware river and there wasn't as much around the delaware river and they didn't want to do baltimore because everyone got sick and died in baltimore (laughs) so that's what led to like dc is being like oh that little swamp all right we'll build there a lot of it also was um a lot of the states wanted the capital being in their state and so it's kind of a compromise of going let's just make up something oh that swamp will do well and then also there was the there was this swamp there was like this dinner (laughs) shrek between um hamilton uh madison and jefferson where the the, i think it was mostly jefferson and uh hamilton doing the talking but uh hamilton had his banking system he wanted to set up and of course jefferson and, and madison didn't like it they did not like it they wanted to live in an agrarian sort of uh lifestyle and hamilton's like yeah that ain't happening here folks so he basically said well okay how about we make the capital in virginia maryland's kind of off the potomac so you guys have the capital closer to you, and then we'll use my banking system. And those two dummies are like, yeah, that's cool. We'll do that. Come yeah. on. Yeah. And then they did it, and then later on they're like, ah, he got us. He swindled us, that Hamilton. It's like in the other guys. They go in to interrogate him, and he's like, I've got these tickets. Yeah. God damn it, it happened again. <laughs> they leave Jersey boys, yeah. That's pretty much it. Pretty so, But much. they couldn't get out of it at that point. It was being worked on and agreed upon and somehow got through Congress and Congress fought about setting up the Capitol for years. Yep. They're like, listen, we won't have a Capitol. We'll just move it every year. And they're like, that's not practical at all. Just think if we still did that and you just like have a convoy of like RVs. So they put it on like Capitol. a parade float. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey everybody. Oh, there's Mitt Romney. Yeah. We're moving the Capitol here now. Sweet. It's in uh, Texarkana. Wow. <laughs> have fun down there, folks. Yeah, because it, it, the basis of the operation during this time period was Philadelphia, Independence Hall and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, that was kind of the first capital, and then they moved it to D.C. Well, there was also a time it was in New York as well. Yep. Uh, that's where Washington was sworn in, was in New York. 
Then they, God, there was also some small town in Pennsylvania, and I cannot remember what it was. Then it was Philadelphia, and then it went to D.C. So, like, I wish I could remember that small town. I'm going to look it up because it's going to bother me. Yeah, Washington never sat in the White House either. Nope. Yeah, it was built after he died. Who built it? I don't remember. I mean, it was finished under the Adams administration, so he was technically the first to be there. And then they burned it down. The, that was during like Madison afterwards. <laughs> yeah, eighteen twelve. It was like built in eighteen something, and then it was like eighteen oh two, I believe, yeah. or something along those lines. And so, pretty much, Adams moved in not long after he got voted out. Yeah, and then uh, Jefferson really lived in there for a while. So Jefferson's, oh gosh. <laughs> so at that time period, you could just walk up to the White House and knock on the door. Sure. Yeah, and Washington or Jefferson would just show up in his robes, <laughs> like you know. I'm president. Well, and also, like, uh, <laughs> Abigail Adams, like, hung laundry where they have, like, the ball at, at uh, the White House nowadays. Because there was just, okay, we have this massive room. We don't know what to do with it. I'm just hanging some laundry in here because we got to get some clean sheets. Yeah. Uh, a fun fact about the White House is any city, sitting president can paint the White House whatever color they want. Like the actual outside? Yep. If I were president, I would do it, like, purple. Yeah. Oof. The- Purple? Yep. Why purple? Because it's ridiculous. Okay, so you're going almost like a a Venetian hotel. At that point, would it still be called the White House, or would it be the Purple House? The Purple House. Probably. Um, Washington was also the only sitting president to lead an army into battle. That was the Whiskey Rebellion. Yeah, it wasn't really a battle, though. Yeah, he was the first and last. Yeah, but they can't call that a battle. It was a skirmish. It was like my point. One were shots fired. He was a standing president. That's true. And also, the guys in the Whiskey Rebellion, when they saw, oh, crap, it's Washington. It's Jesus. All right. (laughs) Oh, God, Jesus. (laughs) God damn it. It's our Lord and Savior. George Washington with his best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Let's go. His best friend's here. Yep. Uh, That's all I have about George Washington. All right. Fun. Yeah. I thought it would be an interesting conversation. I think it was, but I still want to You're stuck on the friend. I am, because it's a pathetic thing that our greatest president ever had to buy his best friend yeah and that's such an awful way of putting it but yeah it's Mm -hmm. true i bought all my best friends it's true your mom pays us yep (laughs) i'll take an extra 20 bucks a month i don't care (laughs) i'm cheap i'm a very cheap whore apparently friend whore friend whore we call those froars 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 sounds very german we have a throw over here (laughs) I like it. I'm trying to find this uh, guy's name. When my mom starts paying you now to talk in a German accent. Oh, I spoke in English. My German is so poor. I know like three phrases. And then also I think whenever I do a fake German accent, it slowly becomes Russian, which doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> no, that doesn't. They don't, <laughs> that would offend both countries Yeah, greatly. both of them. They don't like each other. Well, yeah. And so a friend of mine in Chicago, uh, we worked in a restaurant together. Um, she's Russian. And I would try to do that, and she'd no, don't ever again do that. You have disgraced my grandfather who died at Stalingrad or something. You're like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to disgrace the Red Army with my poor German <laughs> accent. I was just making a joke how no one ever wants to eat Russian food or something. Borsh. <laughs> Borsh, yes. Can just you? drink lots of vodka. Vodka? Vodka. I was just trying to think. I guess the national dish of uh russia's borscht and sardines that's, I, that's the only or thing caviar they like caviar right 
I'm going to say yes. Yeah, now they do. Okay. We're going to start that, even if it's not true. Or it's true. It's canon. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you find what you were looking for? William Lee, also known as Billy or Will Lee, was bought by George Washington and served as his personal assistant. He was the only one of Washington's slaves who was freed immediately by Washington's will. Because he served by Washington's side throughout the American Revolutionary War and was sometimes depicted next to Washington in paintings. Yeah. Old Billy Lee. Billy Lee, his best friend. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, didn't Washington like let go of his slaves periodically after like it was after his wife died. Like they had to take care of his wife, and then when she kicked off, then they were all free. I think that's how it went down. Uh he freed a lot of his slaves. Um, on his deathbed. Mm. But he, there were some that were kept, though, to take mm. care of his wife uh, and I think yep. sons or something. The worst, I'm, Jefferson's still the worst, though. 100%. Oh, man. Like, even the ones that were his, like, children, actually, they stayed in slavery. Yep. Good mm. job, Tommy. Yeah, he died on uh, the 4th of July and he didn't free any of his slaves. No. Not wow. even Sally Hemings, the one who he impregnated over and over again. Yeah, the guy was kind of a douche. He did free one slave, though, uh, who, so he went to France during the uh, American Revolution, and he brought one slave with him who was a talented cook, and he wanted him to learn how to cook French cuisine. And the guy was, like, an apparently amazing chef. But, and of course, that guy's like, well, I want to stay here in France. I'm free here. (laughs) And so Jefferson said, fine, you can be free, but you have to go back to America, train someone to do your job, and then you can go back. He's like, all right, fine. That's got to be really crappy, though. It's like, okay, I've come back here. Listen, I'm sorry, man. I'm getting out of here. You're going to learn how to make these croquettes, and then I'm, <laughs> and I'm gone. Right. Um, yeah, I'm glad those days are over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's all agree. <laughs> Slavery's bad. Uh, that's the show. Uh, that's all I have about Washington and his life, I guess. Sure. Uh, no, his legend. His that's legend. Right. The myth. And the man? Yeah. No, he wasn't a man. He was a god. <laughs> god with a Heroes friend. are remembered. Legends never, never die. die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We talked about that, and we couldn't think of that quote. That was great. Uh, that's the show. Bye. 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 Nick, you want to stick